Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. Thought I'd talk a little bit about my experience that I had working construction and some of the things that I'm seeing right now. Now, I had worked building supplies, like selling building supplies, since I was a senior in high school up until, uh, I don't know, I was like 25. And uh, I went to work for another lumber yard after the first one that I had worked for failed. It, it had gone bankrupt. Um, I went to work for a different lumber yard, but decided that I really would rather do some construction for a while, like learn how to all these pieces went together. So I went to work for, I called, you know, quite a few contractors and builders, but I found one guy that I really wanted to work for. And I was absolutely so excited when he said that, yeah, he had room on his crew. Now, this particular guy, he had like, I saw him when he had first like started coming around the lumber yard and building. Um, he drove kind of like a smaller truck. He had a little bit of equipment, but as time went on, like he got a bigger truck got more equipment, got logos, was driving around like, you know, was towing this big equipment trailer with like a skid steer on it that was all loaded, logoed out and everything. So I was like, man, I'm impressed. This guy is really on the move. He really knows what he's doing. So when he said, yeah, man, I got room on my crew. I was like, yes, right on. So I went to work for him and everything was awesome. Uh, the project, first project that we were starting off on, he had just rolled out the floor joists and we were tacking down the subfloor and standing up the walls. It was exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into framing and this is what we were doing. And I was just like, I was happy as could be. You know, I'm still packing lumber, learning, you know, how to even shoot a nail gun, how to read a tape measure. I mean, I didn't know a whole lot about anything at the time. So I was learning stuff and every day was just awesome. It was summertime too. So time goes on. And, um, I noticed like some issues started taking place. Like we had a couple of projects going and he would like sometimes rob material from one project and take it over to another and working like the building supply industry. I remember like hearing about this and being like a big no, no, like you don't take material from one job to another. It's robbing Peter to pay Paul. And so that was kind of like an early warning sign. When I asked him about it, it was just like, he goes, oh, no, it's no big deal. We overordered for that one. I was going to take it over there anyway. And I, he just kind of excused it. I didn't think much about it. I'm like, well, it ain't my business. So, you know, we just kept going on. Well, a little bit more time went on, and we were on a on a pretty good-sized project. And he was just like, hey, man, this thing's coming to an end in a couple of weeks our portion of this. I can't pay you today. It was payday. And can you wait for another two weeks when this thing ends and I get the, you know, the final check and pay you all the back pay then? And I was like, I was a little taken back by it, but I thought, you know, I, when I was working for the lumber yard, um, I was getting paid salary. I was a yard foreman there. Um, in the management, you could get paid, you know, once a month or, you know, take a draw out every two weeks. And I just told him to just pay me once a month. So I was already used to being paid once a month. 
even before, you know, working this job. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, my wife tends bars. She makes pretty good money at it. It's not like we're hurting for money. Yeah, I, you know, I can hold off and get paid at the end of the month. Not a big deal. Cool. Project ends. He pays me all the pay. Everything's cool. No worries. You know, and construction is kind of an interesting game. There's always something starting and always something ending all the time at least that's what like it seems to be for a lot of these builders is that they always have a project starting and completing on a regular basis so you have a couple of different crews working the longer i worked for him the more people he started adding on to keep working these projects that he had going and i would find that he was stressing about money a lot more like when a new project would start he would be real excited and like all of a sudden there would be like some pieces of new equipment he would be bragging about a firearm that he bought he was really into firearms but then by the time a project was closing he was like stressing out about trying to get people paid about how to you know finish off with you know more material to even complete the job so there was a lot of issues that were coming and going with this with this particular guy well if I had looked back I probably would have seen the signs but it came to a point where he says, okay, man, I'm not going to take on any more jobs. Once this one's completed, it's over. I'm out of the game. I'm going bankrupt. And it was just like, oh, man. Like, he was just like, yeah, I'm just completely in debt, and I can't handle this anymore. I'm done. We completed the project. And it, there's a lot of that goes into the story, too, because, like, I should probably tell this. At one point, he was just like, man, I can't pay you again. It's going to be like, you know this long and then he would stretch it it's gonna I'm sorry it's gonna take a little bit longer and it got to like six weeks and he hadn't paid me and I was just like man this guy is gonna totally rip me off and I was just like I'm gonna take his tools I'm gonna steal all his tools and then try and deal with like you know the repercussions of that I mean this is what I was contemplating I was just like okay well there's you know I was like well that's about half of what he owes me I guess I'll take it you know and being in that kind of position really just like it was very tense for me. It was tense at home, like with my wife. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, it's just like, if I don't go and finish the job with him, then he's not going to get paid. And I definitely won't get paid. So what do I do? Go steal all the stuff? What? And then he won't be able to finish the job and he won't be able to get paid. So it was like, it, it was, everything was just crumbling. Fortunately, I just, I mean, I, I stuck it out with him. We finished the job. He paid me. I mean, thank God I had, like, he paid me everything he owed. No worries. Like when it was all done, he apologized up and down. He says, I'm sorry I put you through all that. I hope it didn't cause too much trouble with you and your wife and your family, whatever. But here you go. Here's the money I owe you. And I was just like, awesome. Okay. I was made good, you know. But he failed. And never to return again. Like that was it. He was out of the game. There was projects that he was in the middle of, like, other stuff that we weren't involved in like he had a project that he was doing with another guy up somewhere you know we weren't even I never even I went up there one time to go look at the place but never once was ever up there working I don't know what happened with that I mean that just ended right in the middle I don't know how that partnership went so it was like a pretty messy situation when he when he was all done I mean for a lot of people especially those partial projects that were in motion there um, the one, like I said, the one that I was on got completed and we were done. But I think about how much of that could be taken place right now, because I know I've heard of stories like that before where the bank, where the, the builder goes bankrupt right in the middle of the project. Now what, now what do you do? And 
I'm kind of wondering if something like that might not be taking place right now. See, these, you don't really know there's a problem until the problem, until there is a problem. Like, you know, he had this image of being very successful. Selling a job for him was very easy. The building part of things, he was very good at. Like, everything that he did was very high end. So when people looked at his work, they were like, man, you do very good work. Absolutely, he does. Nothing was shoddy. Everything was perfect. His business was perfect. His, like, as far as being able to sell, his money management was terrible. I mean, could not handle his financings whatsoever. And so the rest of it just fell apart. You know, I see other guys, they're very successful at having a job. Like, They'll never make it rich. They say it, you know, you'll have a pretty decent living doing this, but you'll never make it rich. Working construction is like having a job. It's just a job to them. You know, they go up, they, they show up every day. They, you know, do their foundations, they do their framing and then they go home and try and sell some more jobs, but they they'll never like, you know, anticipate that they're going to be driving like, you know, Mercedes to work or something like that. That's not like part of the game. You know, it's just a regular job. And so when things start getting stressful as far as like not being able to buy the material to complete the job. Well, that means like you're not going to be able to pay your bills. And that doesn't work. Right. So this building materials as they go up, this is causing a lot of stress to a lot of home builders out there. And I believe you're starting to see it. I think you're starting to see where bankruptcies are going to start kicking in for a lot of these builders as they have signed on contracts that they can't fulfill. Like when they signed it, the contract was valuable. But now you can't make the contract valuable because the material cost is so high. No matter what you do to try and fulfill that contract, you're not going to make it. You're going to fail. See, there's a smaller example of it. Um, I had a, I have a, I have a lot of like husband wife teams who do smaller projects, decks, fences, you know, remodels, like, you know, smaller bathroom remodels, kitchen remodels, stuff like that. Not necessarily going into like full on new home construction. And this, uh, one of my customers came in and she was just like beside herself on this deck package. She says, I can't believe how much the materials are compared to when we bid this thing out. She says, it's eaten up all the profit. In fact, I think it's starting to cost us to be here. In fact, she goes, I'm pretty sure of it after like, when she was like looking at the total. So, and I, I felt bad for her. I'm like, I, I, I know the material cost is, you know, four times higher than it was last year. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I can help you out a little bit on, you know, some of the fasteners and stuff like that on some of the hardware. And she says, no, I already have all that, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's get you loaded. So I'm down there and I'm loading up the material on the back of her truck. And I hear her talking with, uh, with her husband. She says, please, please go look for them. I do not want to put another $40 into this project. And I'm like, oh man, it's that bad. He can't find the screws. Like he can't find the fasteners for it. And she already said she didn't want to buy any because she had them. And now she can't find them or her husband can't find them. And I'm thinking, man, this job has, this project has gotten to the point that it is so bad that she can't put $40 towards it. 
how many other projects out there are like this? How many other people are, are in this sort of stress? You know, I think about the fly-by-nighters that came in. There's a lot of people who came into the lumber yard who are really good carpenters. They really know what they're doing. But they may not know exactly what they're doing when it comes to being a successful builder. Like, a lot of builders have been through some pretty tough times. They know to keep a stack of money, a nest egg off to the side, and a cage of, uh, you know, an emergency fund. But a lot of people, they just live paycheck to paycheck. You know, they're job to job, just like everybody else out there. They're like, a, it's like a nine to fiver. And if you have a couple of projects that go bad, it's like not getting paid. You're, you're done. Like it doesn't take very long and the whole system begins to collapse on, you know, the whole thing collapses on you. So I think about what's going on right now because the articles are starting to pop up. I found, uh, you know, just recently um, an article or it was a news, um, gosh, it was a, it was a news broadcast. I forget from which town, but you know, this poor guy, he's, uh, he gets a letter from the bank saying, did you get the email? You know, his email from what? From his builder saying that his contract's been terminated. He's like, what do you mean it's terminated? You can't terminate a contract. We've got a contract. He goes out to the house there. It's nothing but a foundation. There is no work being done and there is no builder to have. He's gone. He's out of business. He's, there ain't, can't go to work. He can't, you know, there ain't nobody to go to work. So now what do you do? I mean, trying to find a builder to build your house, that's like almost impossible right now, especially for the contract that you have signed. So everything is just done. He's just like, now what? I mean, my everything that I had planned is now completely over. I thought, man, I'm sure this can't be the only case. This has got to be more of this going on. So I went to uh, look for more news articles on this matter and really couldn't find a whole lot on it. But I did find where um, it's like a law review newsletter or something like that. Talking about the six signs to tell if your builder is going bankrupt. Which I thought was a very interesting to put out. Very interesting article to put out right now. See, these are things that you can find like a chart on. Like, you don't know how many of these builders are facing stress right now until they actually go bankrupt. Until they stop paying the lumber yards. Until they stop making their equipment payments. We don't know where, where we're at on this. I do know that a drop of 10% in housing starts, that's a pretty serious deal considering that we're coming into the building season. See, I told the guys at work, I said, you know, we're facing a slowdown because of these high prices. See, it doesn't matter if it's a housing slowdown because the loans aren't available for people to get. Or if it's a sl housing slowdown, you know, as far as the new construction goes, because the materials are too expensive. Either way, it's still a slowdown. You're still slowing down. And if you're not building, then you're not earning money. And if you're not earning money, then you're not paying off your debts or your people or fulfilling contracts. See, people, this is one of the reasons why I get so like into my head about deflation is because all this inflationary pressure into the, into the building materials is causing a slowdown in the production of homes. It's deflation 
of home prices, or not home prices, but home production. The prices are going through the roof. And they're probably continue to go through the roof as less homes get built, leaving less availability out there. Everything's getting even more unrealistic. You know what I foresee at some point in the future of the continuation of like the production of homes continues to slow down. Like if that trend continues, there is going to be an opposite trend at some point where those track homes, like we used to see back in like, what was it? The eighties, I think it was where they would build 1500 homes that all had the exact same floor plans. There was like four floor plans and they were like reversed from each other. So there was eight different houses to choose from, but not really. There was only four. They just had reverse floor plans to them. And they would build like 1,500 of them throughout this area. And they would knock them out in like six weeks. Super inexpensive starter homes. Remember those things? Ranch-style homes? I bet you those things come back. I bet you that's what people end up building because things are just too dang expensive. They won't be able to build these run build build these these gigantic build beautiful homes anymore i have a hard time talking here but they will be able to build the single level 1500 square foot ranch style starter homes anyway um i'll leave links down in the description for you guys uneducated economist you guys let me know